sorry to keep you for just a little bit of extra time. My instincts obviously run in the other direction, which is why I moved announcements to before Mass begins, because at the end I want you to go and so do you. <laughs> but I thought this morning I ought to say just a word about who this guy is in front of you. My name is Father Brandon Farrar, typically go by Father Farrar, and I think that's because of where I grew up, southwestern Kansas, we didn't have the same religious order influence like the Benedictines that you all have up in this part of the state. I grew up around Das and Priest. Grew up on a farm outside of a small town called Hugoton, only about 3,500 people. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Mom and dad had deeply integrated into our family's life the words of St. Paul, he who does not work should not eat. Or play baseball or go out with friends. Ours was a devout family, prayed the rosary together, went to confessions together regularly. Obviously at Mass my brother and I served, my parents provided for music, and even though that was the case I had not thought about priesthood until I got into college. I started college as an engineering major, West Texas A&M, because a friend of mine from school did that, and I thought, well, he's smart, I'll do it. But as I was in my second year in a chemistry lab, as I recall, mixing chemicals, I thought, this is fine and well, but not for me. Then I began to look at different possibilities until one evening at a campus ministry dinner, one of the guys, or the guys at the table talked about seminary, and even though I'd grown up in a devout family, I just don't recall hearing that word, and I thought, I could do that, but look what I can't do if I do that. So I began to discern back and forth for many years. I ended up with a degree in psychology, thinking, well, that's helpful and something close to what priests do. When I graduated, my brother graduated from optometry school, moved to Emporia, and invited me to stay with him and go to grad school there, which I did. I had a uh, research assistant position given to me, so it was a good deal, staying for free, schooling fairly, for the most part, free, and sitting in a, a room with like 27 girls and two guys and I thought these are pretty good odds. But my mind kept going to the seminary. So when I realized that, I did. I, I left school, went to seminary outside of Chicago, and then in Rome, where Father Riley went. And from our residence, we could hear John Paul II speaking during his Wednesday audiences. Following ordination, I was assigned for three years at St. Joe's in Shawnee, six years at Baldwin City, which is south of Lawrence, six years at Sacred Heart in Emporia, and now I'm grateful to be here with all of you at John Paul II. Of course, I knew when Father Andrew stepped away to take some time, Priests sometimes are given a little advance notice of what was coming, and so when he had decided and composed what he was going to say that weekend when he announced that he would not be back, we saw it shortly in advance. So when I saw that, I texted Father Riley, and I said, congratulations on your contract extension. 
said, you're like an NFL quarterback, really. And he said, I would love to have you come here. And I texted back, I think you'd love to have anything that breathes and wear a collar come there. And he said, but your name has been mentioned regarding this assignment. And somehow, when I read that uh, Father Andrew would not be returning, somehow I knew or sensed that my days in Emporia were through. That the Archdiocese and its pre-shortage would scrape the bottom of the bucket and disrupt my peaceful life and send me here with all of you. So I was able to begin working a little bit early here because of the circumstances in the parish. I asked Father Riley if that would be okay. We divvied up some duties. One of the duties that fell to me was looking for temporary property for offices. And Father Riley talked about offices like an industrial flex space where you would have some offices in a warehouse where we could have some meetings or weekday mass. And I said, good, I'll, I'll get to work. So in April, I began doing that with in mind thinking I'd much rather find a place where we could do everything all at once. But I didn't tell him that, of course. We enlisted a, a realtor, and by that time, the staff and I had gotten together, began to look at some places. We happened across the vacated Aldi and thought, wow, we could do everything there, but they would not even return our phone call regarding renting it. And then one day, the realtor said, hey, there's this place, Mission Southside on South Ridgeview. Have you looked at that? And I said, well, actually, the first time I went to John Paul II, I missed my turn and turned around in that place. And I thought, well, could we, could we use that? Could we rent that? And everybody said, no, it doesn't work. Well, when I received an email or a phone call from the realtor, I thought it doesn't hurt to look, right? So the staff and I went and looked. It's a total of 15,000 square feet. 7,500 upstairs, 7,500 downstairs, the main place for worship, many offices, classrooms, etc. The staff loved it. And then at the end, we asked their agent, okay, what could we lease this for? And he said, lease? So they're not really interested in leasing it. Oh, I was disappointed. I, I thought, where did I come up with that possibility from? So I went back to my emails and I found one from the man at the Archdiocese, Dan, who oversees all the real estate. And he sent me a link to Mission Southside. And then he said, and you know Darren Griffith. And that was it. And yeah, I knew Darren Griffith. He was a former parishioner of mine at Baldwin City. But I thought, what the heck does he have to do with this? I mean, you know pushy parishioners, right? But I thought, wow. So after that disappointing conclusion to our tour, I thought I gotta call Darren and see what this is up because he had emailed me a week before and said, hey, I lost your number, could you call me? And I thought he had seen my face in the leaven and was just wanting to make my life busier at that time. So I pushed him off a day and he called, left a message and said, hey, I found your number, <laughs> call me. So I called him on that way, on my way home that Tuesday. 
and we chit-chatted a bit. And he said, yeah, I bet you think this is strange. He said, because when you were with us at Baldwin, I was working for Shreddit. He said, the owner of Shreddit sold the franchise for a pretty penny, and it's on his heart to buy properties to help start up churches find a place to worship and to be. And he said, he asked me to come work for him. He said, but we've never done a deal with the Catholic Church because you're structured differently. The land is bought and you build something. And he said, but the other day I was having lunch with Dan from the Archdiocese and Dan began talking about the woes of this parish, JP2, and of this new priest, Father Farrar. And he said, I gotta admit, I was just half listening to what he was saying as I was munching on my sandwich. And it took me two days to put two and two together. And he said, what we'd like to do is buy that property for you and give you a very reasonable lease rate. Lease it as long or as short as you would like it. And my mouth is just dropped as I'm driving home on that day thinking, what is this? So I called our realtor, the agent we had working for us. I told him, he said, that sounds like a miracle to me. I said, me too. That was a Tuesday. Friday they made an offer. The following week the contract was signed and we're within the 45 days of due diligence, which ends August 16th, before they paint the walls and put in new flooring with a few other renovations and we can take possession. Think of everything that had to happen in order for that to happen. It's no coincidence. I didn't have to be assigned to Baldwin. Darren and I didn't have to get along. I didn't have to be assigned here. He didn't have to go to lunch with this guy. It's stunning. God has intervened. Think of what this means for us. A dedicated place for Mass which most especially will lighten the load of our staff. You've got to thank them for they have borne a heavy load. They've worked in a garage for five years. They need their own space, believe me. Dedicated place for mass, offices, and classrooms so that we can finally begin to teach our kids. Room for the nights and other small groups. But also think about the enormous task that lies ahead of equipping and furnishing 15,000 square feet of space. Not to mention landscaping, cleaning, and such things. God has intervened on our behalf, and he awaits our response. I simply cannot do this on my own, and the gospel says you shouldn't even try. I need your help. We must want this. 
want what he's offering. Outside, you may have seen clipboards to sign up for mass ministries. Yes, we'll have serving again. We need more lectures. Obviously, we need more extraordinary ministers. But there's also a clipboard that says JP2 Southside Startup Committee. So if you're interested in helping out with that group, we'll have a big meeting and begin to divvy up duties and make it happen. Friends, it's a new day at JP2. God has tried us and prepared us for the work this world needs us to do. Listen for his voice calling you. Rise. Let us be on our way.